Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is in your part of the world. We are starting today's Youthscape podcast, people, with a very serious confession. And it's not me. I've not made the mistake. It's not my moment in the glory. It is all Martin. Martin's made a mistake. Martin's mistake. Can I just repeat? Martin has made a mistake. It's all grace and love here. Martin, what did you do wrong? You're loving I am. Honestly, technology. I'm the person in special measures all the time because of my technophobia. So what have you done? Come on. I, I need to I need to start making it worse uh, <laughs> by saying that I spent 12 years as a professional journalist. Right. So the one thing you absolutely do when you're a journalist and you're doing interviews with people, which is a big part of the job, is make sure you're fully dressed. I always do yep, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, even if it's a Skype interview because you yep. don't know when the video camera will exactly. come on accidentally. And that has happened to me. Yeah. Um, and you have to make sure that you are recording the interview. Okay. And uh, I can tell you right now, when we interviewed today's guests, Emily Twig and Ashley Langner, I uh, was recording the interview. Oh. I just wasn't recording both sides of the interview. So whose voice were you recording? Well, I recorded my voice. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, so we have all the questions. <laughs> um, but, uh, but Emily and Ashley, who, who were very helpful, very yeah. good, said some really great things. Uh, this, didn't actually record them. It's complete radio silence. Just, just exactly that. So, uh, and so we're not going to have a field day with that in terms of no, psychology and no, what that no, might no. tell us about no, no. how you feel about the sound of your own voice, are we? No, we're not going to go there. So, <laughs> so you are enjoying this a bit too much, oh, right? Okay, I am. so we're not now going to play you uh, thirty minutes of me talking to no one. Uh, bless her, Rachel Gardner, who. Um, you know, sitting, yeah. but a few feet from I me now, with a big smile Ashley on her and Emily, face. And yeah. I swooped in and saved the day. You did, didn't you? I interviewed them. Yeah, and they were, you know, they were pleased because they got to speak to you. Yeah, and also producer Rachel was the one that pressed play. Because actually, I would not be able to do it on no, my own. But you, so, so you have interviewed them. I have. They're gorgeous. They're brilliant. Gorgeous people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, so and involved particularly in football. Mm -hmm. And uh, is that an area that you are familiar with, Rachel? No, not at all. Oh. In fact, years ago, I went to speak at the brilliant Emerge guys, um, so uh, up in Bradford, Bradford. Manchester. And they were running a summer camp for boys and girls who loved football. Mm. All the speakers had to stand on a table and sing a football anthem. Oh. I didn't know any. So when it came to me, I stood up and sang, I don't really like football. Silence. Really? Yeah. Wow. Awful, awful moment. You properly died on stage. I did. I in mean, the context of this, I'm now loving that. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Then, and bearing in mind, the whole thing is about football. I mean, it's just appalling. It's really wow. terrible. Do you sometimes, does that revisit you in your, in your nightmare? Do you know, actually, it really does. does it took it? me a long time to confess, to say to the, the organisers years later, I was so embarrassed about that. Wow. Some people are listening and they're laughing. But um, Martin, do you, have you ever written anything about football? Yeah, okay. Have you? Has okay. it been published? Okay. <laughs> Oh, I can see this is a nasty theme. Oh, I've been doing my research. This is a, this is Come like, on, this is a banter. This is this is an elderly couple who have become vicious. They've dragged up the past. They've become vicious to one another. Their conversations the are just a minefield. The, the minefield. But you of, wrote a lovely book about football. I did write a loved, woefully, woefully unsuccessful <laughs> pre-evangelistic football novel oh. in two thousand and four called. I didn't know it was a novel. It was a novel. Oh, no. It was a novel. Come on, what's my uh, It was called, called England's Messiah. England's 
And it was a, uh, a story about a footballer who was, whose life gently imitated the life of Christ. And his name was John Christie. Because, that's clever, right? Because Christ clever. is part of the, yeah. of the name. And, uh, and, and so, l- let me give you the good, the good part of it. Yeah. So, I, first of all, uh, they, they did publish it. And yeah. they even made a poster cool. that went up in Christian bookshops. Lovely. Uh, that was good. Uh, and uh, my son, age 11, has read it. Awesome. And says it is better it's... than Harry Potter. <gasps> That's well, what I he said. think, come on everybody listening out there, I think we could kind of yeah. crowdfund a re-emergence of that yeah. book. You can, send you. Recently you could get it for 1p on Amazon. Oh, brilliant. And uh, he said it's better than Harry Potter. I think possibly, possibly because... It's written by his dad. Yeah. Possibly that. Possibly. Also because you were dangling a 20 quid note. I did pay him for that. Yeah. But football, but significantly, I'm not a great sportswoman, but I absolutely love the way the church are engaging young people in sports. Yeah. It's a brilliant opportunity. Much more of it as well. brilliant space, third space, no SU and others do loads around it. So I think it's so fantastic when we see innovative ways of engaging young people and communities with sports. Love it. So uh, this is you chatting to Emily and Ashley both, all three of you, yes. actually recorded. <laughs> Woohoo! So, ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, I am sat with the wonderful Emily Twig, who is youth pastor of London Road Baptist Church, and with Ash. And Ash, you have told me your surname, but I've forgotten your surname. What's your Lang- surname? It's Langner. Langner, and you are the head coach of a very exciting project. But more of that in a minute. Because Emily, I just did a little bit of kind of like online Google searching, like, like you do in the Christian youth work world, because we all know each other, don't we? Let's face it, we've all bumped into yeah, each other. Um, and Emily, I was just blown away at the, the youth ministry you guys do at your church. There's loads of it. There's oh, reams and reams. It's amazing. It keeps me on my toes. I'm very busy, but it's wonderful. It's a real blessing. Fantastic. Um, I'm yeah, like Girls Brigade, which you'll know a bit about. Yes, Girls Brigade. And football and football academy and something called Atomic and because of the age I am I go straight to Atomic Kitten and that's a drop in isn't it so it's amazing and one of the things that you say on your website again I mean I, I we could spend the whole whole day talking about this you talk about having lots of volunteers I mean I can hear around the country people are shouting at their radios what how has she got lots of volunteers so how have you guys got so many volunteers in your church Oh, I don't know. We're just a really servant-hearted church, and, and there's so many different things to get involved in, and kind of, I guess, whatever your skill set or passion is, and whether you can actively help, whether you can pray, um, there's a role for different people, and I think people just really captured the vision of the different things um, that we do at the church, whether that's kind of the youth and children's ministry, or the outreach work, or our community centre down at Britain. Um, yeah, there's just loads that different people can get involved in. And they're of like all ages, from like 18, we've got young people that volunteer in different groups, and then we've got people up in their 80s and 90s that help. Um, Fantastic. Ash, are you 80 or 90 years old, just for uh, the sake no, I'm looking good though, I'm <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's tremendous, and you guys are in lower stuff now. I know that I am geographically challenged. Nobody else is to the extent that I am. But just for my benefit, where is Lowestoft? So Lowestoft is the most easterly town in the country. That's yeah. a fun fact for you. Um, so we are in East Suffolk, right yeah. on the coast. Fantastic. Um, so lots of people may have come here on holiday. And yes, yeah, by the north abroad. Yeah. So it's quite a nice place to be. 
brilliant. And the young people that you work with, would they be accessing your church themselves? Are they within a very close radius? Or are you in that area where parents or families have to bust their kids into anything? How does it work? I think most of them come up from walking distance, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and we've got two sites. We've got our um, church sites where we meet on a Sunday and our youth groups happen. And then we've got our Witten um, site, which is a community centre on a local estate. So we kind of have two areas um, where we um, meet with people mm. um, and people from both areas come to the different groups and activities that we have going on. But yeah, most people are walking distance, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. That is amazing. So I talked about this amazing list on your website of all the stuff that you do. Really exciting. And then my I call this, it's called Message on the Ball. And I am wearing the highest pink and black spotty shoes going. I am. I just don't do sports. I, I get a kind of a, a chill and a shiver just thinking about sports. But but I love sports engaging with young people. I think it's, and I think it's something we don't come across very much. So, Ash, you are a head coach. What does that mean? What is message on the ball? What do you do? Yeah, so just to give you a bit of history, I was in mainstream FA football for about seven years. And... Um, Basically, God just said, you need to leave, you need to start um, some sports ministry. Didn't know what that meant, so handed my notice in, served my last season at a club, and um, met Emily and said, look, God has really sort of tasked me on something, and said, what do we call it, what's it going to be? We knew that we wanted to do, to do sports ministry through football, and so Message on the Ball was born, effectively. Wow. wow. Um, which was very, very different to obviously the secular football world I've come from. Wow. So, so how, how is it different? How does putting the word ministry next to sports m- make it different? Is it that you sort of tag on a, a Bible verse somewhere as the kids are running around the field? Or is it, is it like, the, <laughs> you can tell, you, I mean, I'm doing a great interview, can't, you can tell already I love, I'm all about over this. But how, how does it differ from what you were doing in the FA? Is it simply the kids you're working with or what's different? Yeah, I think, well, there was two elements to it. The first thing was having seven years of, of, of secular football training, teaching young children, young people. Um, football in the FA was brilliant. Obviously, you had some uh, very good structure, but you also had a lot of restraints of what you could and couldn't say. However, there was a lot of uh, young people that would come to our club where there was about 200 players, and they were basically told, actually, you're not quite good enough. And I was wow. tired of the team within that saying, actually, no. We need to have that. Please come to my team, and that's what we did. Wow! And um, out of that was born uh, a little team that I developed in that secular world. And then obviously, with God saying you need to move on, I said, okay, we'll start MOTB. And where that's different is the fact that we've got the free or the freedom to actually write some sports ministry. So we will have an hour session, break off for five minutes, and we will go through um, either different sessions. So we might go through, um, say, some practice drills, and then we'll talk about um, where we are in terms of uh, our faith as leaders, because there's about seven, uh, six assistant uh, coaches who help me out on that. And so they get five minutes, really, every week on a Thursday, where they will listen to a slot. And we've covered different sessions with Emily that we've written. Um, And they they get to know that, and they've got to Mm. be comfortable with that. They come off the street, so they just turn up. Um, some of them come regularly, some of them we might not see again. Wow. So it just depends on every week who's there. Last night there was 20, which was brilliant. Um, and some nights you'll get 15, and there's boys and girls, and it's all mixed. Ash, that's incredible. So it sounds like even before you guys launched the football ministry at the church, your heart was for the young people who 
are being presented this standard that they can't maybe reach. But you're saying, actually, what does sports engagement and development look like for them? And what is the faith? I mean, that's that sounds like a beautiful Jesus heart right there that you're saying anyone, any guys, any girls come and play sport. So how do you handle it with the, with the kind of the, the, you want it to be good coaching, don't you? Kids are not going to rock up to something that I'm running about yeah. sports, are they? Yes. This has got to be good. So, so how do you, how do you balance that then? What, what does that look like as a Christian, making sure that all young people can ex- access it, but it's got to have a good standard? Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right, Rachel. At the beginning, Emily and I spent six months planning out what that would look like, praying it through. We wanted it to be several things. One, we wanted it to be professional. We wanted everyone to access it, whether you played football or not, whether you're uh, uh, girls or boys. And so what we kind of did was say, right, we need a kit. We're going to go for a sponsor. We're going to get funding. We need to get this off the ground. We knew what, what, what the costs were going to be. And so we worked our way through quite a rigid um, sort of regime of what we needed before we could even open the door, um, which was really important. And that made it and makes it very, very professional. So I'm going off to do my FA course, which will be very good. And some of the assistants will follow in that. Wow. Um, so they'll be FA approved. And also the structure that we put in every session. So in that hour, there's two groups that split. And one will go off to a group that is at a certain standard, and I will take the other standard. And then when they're ready, they will move up. Mm. But we say we don't say no to anyone. I've had probably about 15 uh, mixture of girls and boys that said, I can't play football. I said, no such thing as you can't play football. You just haven't Brilliant. played it yet. Brilliant. And, you know, and, they, and, and, you know, I'll let Emily say, but we went to a, 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 a weekend away with the youth. And... Um, yeah, they came away with a trophy, which is brilliant. So, you know, there's things that yeah. they are accessing now that they would never have dreamed of accessing prior to that. And also with God's, with hearing God's words, as ultimately we want them to come to Christ. That's the bottom line. Awesome. awesome. So, Emily, how has this influenced or affected the way that you've seen as the youth pastor? You're Reverend Emily Twig. I, I, I just thought I'd put it in there because I just love that, that you're a <laughs> no, Reverend. Yeah. It's just awesome. Um, and can I just say that if there's any notion of what a reverend looks like, which there probably isn't, you don't look like that. So I'll just put that out there as well. Um, but how, how has... Have, helps, does it get... <laughs> how is having a sports ministry of, of such a high standard in terms of the football, the link with the FA, and also that massive heart for young people hearing about Jesus literally on their turf, on the football turf, how has that influenced the, the whole of your youth ministry? Has it changed things at all?
So I guess it's just um, boosted our public profile. Yeah. Uh, and Lowest Tom's got a summer festival coming up next, a week on Saturday, um, and we're taking Mess on the Ball onto the beach. Wow. Um, so we did a few sessions down there. So wow. again, that's just kind of an extension yeah. of what we're, we're trying to do and say that actually, we don't always expect you to come to us, actually, we want to go out there yeah. um, to the local neighbourhoods and. Um, yeah, just have a kick around. Tremendous. Now, Emily, I said that you don't look like a classic reverend. Ash, on the other hand, you absolutely do look like a footballer. <laughs> Not a reverend. No, a footballer. You are, if in my head, you exactly how you look. So I suppose my question to you is, I, I imagine there's lots of parents in the community that are quite surprised about the faith element to this and and how how has it gone down among the parents because I'm, I'm i'm guessing the age of these young people are sort of beginning of high school or is it right the way across so are you meeting the parents as well yeah we have, yeah, yeah, yeah we have a parents area so for instance last night was it was quite interesting we had several parents there last night and um funny enough next right next to us was norwich football club playing the under 18s whoa um and so what was bizarre is at half time is the whole group of Norwich Cafe <laughs> turn around and start watching us and they feel like very nervous but the parents are so engaging and um, you know they, they are very open we pray very openly in, in, in the clubhouse mm. while pints are being poured and all the rest of it you know and we've just been accepted into that community which is brilliant mm. um, and we don't hold back on what, what we're about and mm. um, we, a year down the line we're kind of just part of the, part of the furniture now I think yeah it's incredible. And this is one of the things that lots of people are talking about is is making sure that young people, particularly young lads, have role models in their lives, people they can talk to, particularly if, if boys find it maybe challenging in culture to talk about emotions that isn't really profiled massively as a big, lots of stuff around mental health and success and achievement. And I suppose what you're doing is opening up the possibility for these guys and girls to have more adults, safe adults in their life who are just, who care for them first and foremost more than they care about football. I mean, that's, that's a subtlety I hear in what you do. Where do you see this going, Ash? Do you see this replicating? Do you see, you know, are there, is there more kids that want to do this and you've got team four? Absolutely. I have, um, I have a pa- we have a passion, Emily and I, about sports ministry. Um, we are discerning at the moment where that's going to take, take us and where we take it. Um, I would like to see, with God's help, this in the UK maybe rolled out on a national pl- platform, yeah. you know, just being honest, um, because I've seen what God has done through us here at um, London Road Baptist Church and in just in our community. Yeah. So I believe that can be replicated, definitely. Mm. Um, and, and going back to your point, yeah, we had a young person turn up last night who came a year ago, didn't see him again, I happened to meet him with Emily on a youth weekend away last week and said, look, why don't you just come along? And do you know what? He turned up last yeah. night and I was like, that's an answer to prayer. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. He came back. He said, I didn't think I could play football, but you're right, Ash, I can. I said, everyone can play. And um, that's what it's about. And you're right, the mental health issues, just well-being, and also them having something to access where mm. football speaks a completely neutral uh, language. So there's no, uh, you know, as soon as you're onto that pitch, there are rules to abide by. Um, and, we, you know, we have some folk come along that are challenging outside of that arena. Mm. But as soon as they're on that pitch, they completely change. And it's that's amazing. Mm. And I think our relationship with them has helped, hasn't it? Mm. Um, before Easter, as part of our talk at halftime, 
we got all the assistant coaches and coaches and Ash and I shared a bit of our testimony so that we became more than just yes. figures that were standing on the pitch. Actually, they could hear a bit about us, some of the struggles and things that we'd been through, um, but how God had um, brought us through and helped us through that. So it kind of made us seem more real, didn't it, as people? And as a result, some of the young people have come to us and said, oh, yeah, do you know what? I can relate to that, or oh, I'm really interested in that, or oh, I struggled with that. Um, and so that's just really helped with our relationship mm. with them. That's absolutely tremendous. Guys, we're going to have to wrap it up, but I can just feel myself having thousands more questions to ask you. And if people want to get in touch and sort of just, could they connect with you and just say, look, I, I've got a heart for sports ministry too, but I have no idea how to do it. Is Can people, can we direct people to your website? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are just, we're so, I guess, amazed by what God has done in a year mm-hmm. here. Um, and he's just blessed us abundantly. Um, and we just want to help other churches connect with that. Um, and when you were at Spring Harvest, you had people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ash and one of our other uh, coaches wore their kit um, one day. And loads of people at Spring Harvest were saying, oh, have you got any information you can give us? Wow. Like, have you set it up? Um, so, yeah, by all means, we're happy for people to um, go onto our website or email me at emily.twig at londonroad.org.uk. Uh, and we'll see what we can do to help you that's amazing that is so generous and guys every blessing with the lowest off festival coming up being down will, will you be kicking the ball around emily are you any good are you are you uh she's oh, laughing she's the manager are you the manager <laughs> they roll you out with the trophies do they <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And um, I am, I'm so tempted to send you a few copies of a book that my lovely friend Martin has written, a novel about football. So I might actually just post one to you and we'll get some feedback. That'd be lovely. But guys, thank you so much for your time. Every blessing. And uh, yeah, watch this space. Who knows? In your part of the world very soon, there could be a message on the ball and it'll all be down to these guys and the inspiration of the book. interesting things that, that sorry can we get can we have a well done Rachel that was a really good interview sorry <laughs> well done Rachel thank you that now, was a really what good what was good about your interview but my well just something interesting that they that we talked about um was actually talking about the young people who get their sort of dreams shattered by professional football clubs because not not like I've had as a West Ham United fan uh, which is a joke you won't get but uh, but as as um as young people who are good footballers, great footballers, but actually not elite footballers. Mm. So so end up in the under nines, the under tens, the under elevens at Chelsea or Arsenal or something like that, under fourteens, you know, at Norwich City. But then there's a there's a cutoff as as each year gets more brutal as they cull more and more of the players who aren't good enough. You get to this point where you're almost there as a teenager. And, and yet you aren't going to achieve your dream. So uh, you have that meeting with the boss where he says, sorry, you are, uh, you, we're releasing you. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's actually around the country, if you think of how many football teams there are, 96 professional football teams, I think, in the, in the football league. Um, all of them have these academies. All of them, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children and teenagers coming through. Mm-hmm. And each one at the top of the pyramid, maybe five or six each year actually make it to the point where they get into the sort of youth reserve team 
And then of those, maybe one a year actually gets that big contract, changes their life, they become a great footballer. So you look at that, look at that pyramid, the base is enormous. Yeah. And all the way through, young people are having their dreams shattered. Now, one really interesting point of that is um, young people who go through that probably don't commit themselves enough to education at that time. So the, there are Whoa, thousands, record, yeah. thousands of teenagers across the UK who, um, who actually were almost good enough, yeah. didn't think they were going to get cut, got cut, and therefore didn't make a plan B, mm. and so end up neither achieving their dream nor being set up for something else. And is, it, is that their whole family dream as well? I mean, with the well, family yeah, being investing, investing, investing. Absolutely. So, gosh, so if, you are, if you're a parent of... Yeah. I, remember, I, I remember a story about John Terry's... Uh, dad having to basically drive because they lived a long way from Chelsea's training ground and they had to drive every single night. You know, it was basically his entire, you know, 10 years of his life was just driving up and down the A3 mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to Chelsea's training ground. And, um, and that's what it takes for a, so a whole family is committed. And what I guess my point is, I've never heard the church ever talk about these young people, but there are thousands of these boys across the UK and girls yeah and, and increasingly yeah. girls because mm. now as a girl mm. you can you can actually make a professional career as a mm. footballer and they'll be uh, less so but um, yeah. also for other sports as well um, um, boy what, mental what, health and that's interesting yeah. isn't it just how they but what do we do out. what's our what's our plan for these for these kids yeah I don't question. think we have one no no, no I, I don't and that's a significant group yeah absolutely so uh, so I think we need more uh, Ashley and Emily's, and we need some people who are listening to the Escape podcast right now. I'm saying, if look, we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Absolutely. Thank you, Martin. That is so brilliant. And uh, we're going to play our game, and um, I'm really hoping the word is something like offside rule. I get that. Because yeah. I think, like, you know I that. so know what that is. So, ladies and gentlemen, are we ready for the word challenge? Word. 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 So today's word is dead. Well, I know, I know that word, it means deceased. <laughs> yeah, there we go. End of the game. <laughs> That's easy. If someone in the youth club is dead, seriously, I'm freaking out. Like, yeah. this is... Dead. Um, I think it's... I mean, it might mean something like just like over, if something's over. Oh, but, okay. it, but it must mean something good. I think yeah. it has to be in the opposite. That's dead. Guns and gangs and violence and football and things that are over and dating. Yeah. So some, somewhere in give that us vicinity... A proper, give us a proper guess. That's so dead. What's so dead? Um, your socks. My socks. I don't know. Does that mean I, they're good? I just good feel or? like I'm kind of like obsessing over my legs I'm again. Over your, well, they're right in front of me. I can't get away from your legs, ladies and gentlemen. We have shorts just below the knee, and we have little socks with the trainers today. Anyway, and let's those move are on. dead in some way. Yeah, somehow. Anyway, what do you think it means? Well, you haven't answered. <laughs> I think. Do you know what? I'm going route one today, Ooh. which is a football phrase. Ooh. I'm going route one, and uh, I'm gonna. You know when you say something's dead good. Ah, you mean it's, yes, it's very excellent. good. It's very good. So um, I think it means very. Okay, here we go. Uh, the word dead means boring, rubbish, out of date. This podcast is dead. Well, frankly, Matt, right. Matt, Matt that is the last time yeah, you are coming on the Youthscape podcast. I'm going to go get him. <laughs> Outrageous. 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 Isn't that just what dead means? I, I knew that. I know. I know. We'll add that to our Urban Dictionary. <sighs> anyway, do you, do you, I, I wonder oh, whether you might. Do you want to explain the offside rule now? Um, basically, it's uh, we're always at the time. So uh, on a slightly defensive note, we're both a bit defensive of our podcast, aren't we? We are a little bit. We are. I think we might have to go and have a little pray with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, thank you so much.
much for joining us. Please do get in touch. You can email us. Um, you can send us a tweet, a little message. You can come and visit us in person. We are here right next to the station in Luton. And we've got a very big sign saying Youthscape. And our door is always open. Our coffee is always on. So please come and see us sometime. We love you lots. Bye. We were supposed to do another thing. <laughs> can I just say it now? Yeah. Just keep recording. I know she said bye, but we said we'd do this. <laughs> We said we do the other half of the of the football book anecdote. It's all about you. No, it's not. No. <laughs> the point is, it was Sorry. left in quite a positive C light. Come back, everybody. Some it was left in quite stuff. a positive okay. light. Okay, all right. And the fact is, it was atrociously received. Oh no. So, so I wrote this book. Well, can you tell us the name of it? I it's called England's Messiah. Oh, of course, England's Messiah. Yeah. Pre-evangelistic football novel. Okay. Designed, <laughs> designed according to the press release, to gently nudge readers towards faith. And uh, it was two thousand and four. And uh, and I very I did a very earnest photo in the Surrey Comet as well with it. Oh. I thought this was going to be huge actually. Oh. And uh, and anyway, it got reviewed in Four Four Two magazine. I have no and idea. And Four Four Two magazine, go into WH Smiths right yeah. now. Okay. It is there. It is the football bible. It is the absolute. It is the. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, it was reviewed in Four Four Two magazine. That's great. Shall I tell you what the review says? Yes. Christian claptrap, one star. Is that literally all it was? That like was it. The Two one words. Simpsons. Oh my goodness. Do you think on the basis of that, you bombed then? That I think on the basis of that, uh, I've seen the rest of my life spiral <gasps> downwards. Martin yeah. Saunders. No, I was Come heading for great things. from the edge. No, I'm done. There's no spiraling downwards. I'm dead. On our watch. I'm dead. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, think you and I, we might well be boring and out of touch and irrelevant, but we like what we do. Yeah. And cheese is like <laughs> And the majority is most people have tuned out by now. They, yeah. When you when you finished the podcast the first time, most I'm people such, went, oh, great. Such authority. It's done. done. Do you want to close it again? I would. I would like to very much. So please come and visit us. Please come and hang out with us. We think you're amazing. And book yourself onto the National Youth Ministry Weekend. Come on. Come on. We'll see you there. Bye. We hope you're enjoying the Youthscape podcast. It is free and always will be. But if you would like to support us, uh, please visit patreon.com slash youthscape. So you are enjoying this a bit too much, oh, Reg. I am.